0: hello everyone how are we doing welcome back to life's your bitch the podcast where we are changing the narrative i think i have figured out how to not let the volume be quiet i think i don't know i've got a coffee this morning but the ice has already melted because i've taken ages to actually start filming first things first i am so unbelievably grateful because that is the best coffee i have made in a very very long time it is so good two teaspoons of coffee a little bit of water froth it up with a coffee whisk four cubes of ice exactly four if they're decent size like normal ice cubes four cubes of ice and then we do fill up like half a cup of water and then we do oat milk. Oh, when we put the coffee in at the beginning, three drops of my protein vanilla, like flavoring stuff. That's the shiznit. So in this episode, we're actually gonna be talking about burnout. And I don't really know where this episode is gonna go. Obviously I'm gonna kind of explain what it is, explain past experiences. Obviously this time I've done like a little research to give you more of a educated like um, advice and view. And then obviously I've got some questions from you guys, but first things first, what am I grateful for? As I said, I really want to start making these like really specific because I feel like I have said multiple times that that's what I want to do. Um, But then I continue to just say like, I'm so grateful for the weather today, (laughs) but um, I'm really, really grateful for this iced coffee, which sounds really silly, but a good, wow, a good coffee in the morning is so just to hit it's like it's exactly what you need um what am I grateful for I'm going to try and say it as like the things I'm grateful for that are happening today today me and my friends are going to go and do pottery painting which we are so excited about like we've been meaning to do it for ages there's this really cute place in Leeds if anyone's from Leeds or near well I maybe wouldn't travel into Leeds for it because it is just like a cute cafe um but it's called jack rabbit po- pottery jack rabbit pottery um I would travel into Leeds for this though which is doesn't make sense because you have to drive so unless you're getting the train um they do like these really adorable evening sessions from like seven till ten and me and my boyfriend went to one of these and ever since me and the girls have been meaning to go um when me and my boyfriend went we did try and make it a triple date thing with all the girls in the house but nobody everyone has commitment issues in my house and nobody commits to plans like more than three days in advance so when it came to it everybody's actually with their boyfriends and everybody was free but because they didn't commit they couldn't come with us but it's this really cute evening where you go and you can like bring your own food and snacks like we bought sweets and then we bought like crisps and hummus and you can bring like a bottle of wine or like obviously whatever you drink we sat and drank like a bottle of rose while we painted pottery it was like the cutest thing ever so me and my friends have been meaning to do that for ages I actually tried to book it on my birthday they had one on my birthday but we never like managed to go because whenever I called they get booked up so quick whenever I called like two months in advance as well they just didn't have any space left which was a shame but we're finally going now. We're just going during the day, three till five. Um and I'm so excited. I've got no idea what I'm gonna paint. And they've got this adorable like camper van with like a surfboard that's actually like a what are they called? Like a piggy bank. Like you save money in it. And I think that's so cute. But like realistically I'm not gonna put my coins away. But like it's a cute idea. Um, I painted a pasta bowl last time. I'm thinking maybe I'll just do like a mug. I've no idea but yeah I'm really excited for that so I'm grateful that's gonna happen today. And let's try and do one more, three. I'm grateful I'm getting ahead of my work. So this podcast is going to be pre-filmed. So I go to Bali soon, as I'm sure you all know, and I'm sure you're all sick of me talking about. But I'm trying to pre-film on my podcast, which I have said before, I think, on last week's podcast. So I'm grateful that I'm finally actually sitting down. I'm hoping to get two filmed today, which is funny because I have this, like, unspoken rule with myself. Well, it's not unspoken because I've literally spoke about it before and I'm speaking about it right now that when I finish filming a podcast, I'm not allowed to speak for like an hour. So I'm gonna film one, go and like make lunch, chill, and then hopefully film another one before we go to pottery. But it's currently 10 a.m. So I'm hoping we can do that because normally like a podcast film, edit and upload takes around an hour and a half to two hours-ish. Because I don't really edit them anymore. I don't listen to them back. I just add an in intro and outro because I quite like, if I was listening to them back, I'd like, get rid of silences get rid of ums and ahs and whatever so i actually just quite like having the silences and stuff it's something about it feels a bit more natural like when i listen to other people's podcasts i like it when they take a minute and like think about what they're saying and stuff so yeah i've stopped doing that but what was last week's channel from this is the thing i always sit down like um to film podcasts and just want to like go for it but then sometimes i forget to think about what i'm doing it was about uni wasn't it i think the thing was to think about like why you're um why you're nervous about uni and how you can change the narrative on it or like what you're excited about for uni so maybe i'll just reflect on like some of my favorite things about uni i have loved living like the things cuz obviously i wasn't ner- or should i say why i was nervous I wasn't really nervous to go to uni. I was really, really ready to go to uni. If you're completely unaware what I'm talking about, this is the first podcast episode you're listening to. At the end of every podcast, I set journal prompts for you guys to go away and journal about. And then normally the next week I'll come back and I'll answer the journal prompt. But the journal prompt was to talk about like what you're nervous for for uni or what you don't like at uni and try and change the narrative. And if that doesn't fit with you and you really enjoy uni, just to like kind of write about what you're grateful for and what you do enjoy about uni. So... I have always said I absolutely friends 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 is like my number one thing I think uni can be like obviously I was gonna say and or break and can like your friends make or break the experience 100% so my friends I'm just forever grateful for at uni and then I have really enjoyed actually having something away from uni during uni so like having my youtube and stuff and like I think making sure you have like another hobby so you're not well going to burn yourself out which is literally what we're going to talk about in this episode I wish I had more of a hobby but I mean I don't think I would have had time for a hobby so (laughs) I mean that's a stupid thing to say I could have if I wanted to because obviously you have all the time in the world it's just how you want to spend it and how you prioritize it but yeah I love having something away from uni and I do just really I like I do enjoy my course or did because I no longer have a uni. That's a really rubbish journal reflection, but the journal prompt didn't really um, cater to me anymore because I'm not at uni. Haha. Okay, right, burnout. Okay, I wanted to talk about burnout because I feel like I want to spend the next, like, a few months of my life <laughs> recovering from more like long term burnout, I would say. I'm not even necessarily burnout because burnout can be quite like a not quite a serious thing but like being stressed isn't being the same as like burnout. like there's a difference I've got some facts and stuff that I want to talk to you about but I feel like these next few months I really want to work on like kind of just getting my getting my mojo back like getting my creativity back like getting that motivation back getting that bit of like fire back in my belly um because i've definitely definitely within my time in uni had like genuine like periods of burnout i wouldn't say right now and finishing that last module it burnt me out but i would say like in i've spoke about it in being stress sucks um the episode that's what it's called like i think it's number 7 um how there was this time in like November, December where I was just like, I had so many health problems, not like serious health problems going on, but for me, I'm quite, I say I'm quite a generally healthy person, I feel like there's always something wrong with me, but I had like quite a few weird like health things going on, Um, like my fucking hair started falling out, like I was so stressed, I was just like crying all the time, I bit off way more than I could fucking possibly ever chew like within my life, Never mind within like a few weeks. Um, and I also put the stress on myself by booking silly holidays and stuff that I just didn't have time for which is obviously like the biggest most disgusting privilege like first word sentence to say but that was the reality of it and that's what made me stress like me just I always say I think I try and work and play at the same time and that's something I really need to work on um, because in my head if I work and play at the same time i'll never be like burnt out or stressed because i'm always in like a calm environment but actually it's the complete opposite because then you never feel switched off and you never genuinely feel that like productive or feel that productive genuinely i don't know um so yeah i feel like from being burnt out like that and then that module finishing i had like a gorgeous week break because i finished early Um, and I just really, really took that time to like take care of myself, but it was a week and then we went back into it. And I think the thing is with me, it's like my creativity and like motivation has just like gone, um, as a result of being like burnt out and then having like a few days break and then going back into it and never really, I don't know, you know, it's so weird because I've said it before. I think in being stressed sucks, like I almost wish I was less self aware and just like da la la like dilly daddled through life and just like didn't think too much about it and whatever because I know what I have to do to not be burnt out and stressed out but almost sometimes having that awareness I don't know if not dealt with well that was a horrible sipping sound on the <clears> straw <throat> um can almost be more just like frustrating and annoying in your brain because like I know I have to like sit at, sit down and chill out in the evening. So sometimes when I don't and I like waste it on TikTok or something, like I get myself more annoyed. I'm gonna do an episode about hustle culture just because I find it really, really interesting. And I, in my, one of my uni modules, like a year ago, I actually did a big, like mini project, a big mini project on hustle culture like we had to do trend prediction and I did loads of research into hustle culture kind of like where it came from la 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 what I think is going to happen with it and how I think it's going to change within the next like 10 to 15 years and I think hustle culture has been a huge huge factor in my life and I'm not going to talk about it um in this episode at all because I do want I do want to leave enough to have a whole episode about it but i think yeah hustle culture has led me into like a burnout multiple times because i put a lot of what i like i'm just going to say it in this episode and i'll say it again i put a lot of worth i think i've realized in my level of productivity which i never kind of thought i did like i just thought and i do enjoy working hard um, but i just kind of thought um i don't know like i should If not, it's a waste of potential. And I've talked about this multiple times, well, like once before, how um, I'm like stressed, I'm not fulfilling my potential. But then it's like, what's the worst that's gonna happen if you're not? Like my level of, I don't know, like worth on productivity, I don't think I realized until genuinely probably about a week ago is quite worrying. But it's so weird because I am so self-aware about what I'm doing and about how wrong that is. And like, I fully well know that that is just not the case. And like, people who love me in my life couldn't give a fuck how productive I was in times of work. Um, Like, they love me for me, not how hard I work. But I don't think it's for other people. I think it's for me to like, prove to myself I'm not like, wasting my time. But it's so strange because in like, my heart, I know that's not what I want. I think I've finally come to terms with the fact that, like, I've always thought I was built for, like, an extravagant life, right? I feel like now I'm talking about hustle culture. Should I leave this for another episode? I've always thought I was destined to, like, have a really crazy life and, like, do something really amazing. Um, And now I think I've come to terms with the fact that, like, I'm not sure that is what I want. I would quite happily run away to an island and work in a smoothie shack for the rest of my life if it meant that like I could just live slow and live content um yeah anyway (laughs) I'm gonna leave that because I think that all comes into like kind of hustle culture so um burnout 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 yeah I feel like I need to recover and just like live slow and let my creativity and my motivation come back because I think obviously you have to push through burnout sometimes like I had to kind of push through it and find the discipline to finish uni like I couldn't just be like I'm so burnt out let me just relax because well I had something to finish like I had something to do but now I feel like okay I need to recover because I'd love that like not even necessarily motivation like fire back in my belly to like do something like I've been doing everything on like autopilot for ages it feels like even with my like YouTube I've not not enjoyed it but I feel like I'm on autopilot like I haven't done anything that new or exciting because I haven't really had the time for one but like now that I have the time I want to make sure I'm not on autopilot anymore like I'm excited and I'm like ready and I'm like bouncing out of bed because I've got so many fun things to look forward to Um, And I think for me, that's going to come from genuinely just like having a break. I'm also really trying to not, like I'm (laughs) so funny because I'm just about to contradict myself. I really want to try and work on, I'll be happy when, I'll not be burnt out when. Because in my head, I'm like, I just need to push through these next 10 days. I've got a lot of work, I need to move out of here, I need to go home, I need to pack for Bali, like, I really do have a lot to do, and I've got amazing plans with my friends in the meantime, and amazing plans with my boyfriend in the meantime, but I've got so much to do, so in my head, I'm like, okay, push through these next 10 days, and then just get to Bali, and then you can relax, and you can whatever, and like I kind of said to you a minute ago, sometimes you do need to push through, and sometimes it's not the time to take a break, because... I don't want want this to come across as in, like, you can't take time for yourself sometimes when you're busy. Because if you're constantly busy, and I think that's the thing with me, I'm constantly busy, so I'm constantly pushing that break further and further. But now I know that break is literally, like, in 10 days, I'm like, okay, push, push, push. Like, don't take... I have got a lovely two days out with my boyfriend actually like I've booked us a spa retreat thing because I'm not actually here for his birthday so it's kind of for his birthday and kind of for us finishing uni and stuff I just thought it'd be nice to have like a break some like quality time together because I feel like we've not had that in a while so I do have that but like don't have a proper break because you'll get that break and I know in myself and again this is probably something I have to work on but right now it's almost easier for me not to which I don't know if that's me being logical and being realistic or still just, like, pushing my work, like, my healing work to the side. Um, I know that when I get to Bali, I'll be annoyed if I haven't, for example, if I only manage to film three podcasts and then I have to miss a podcast while I'm in Bali, like, that would just make me upset because I know the break's coming, so I'm like, I don't need to, I don't need to take a break yet, just, like, work these next 10 days. And it's not like I'm not taking breaks within it. Like I said, like, we're going to pottery and stuff. But anyway, I feel like, yeah, for the cure out for like my kind of like burnout ish is to have a break. And obviously when I get to Bali, I am going to be working and stuff, but I'm going to make sure there's like a good few days here and there where like I'm not even on my phone. I'm just reading. I'm just doing like I do feel like almost as well, like leaving the uni environment, which is really sad because I'm so I'm like actually so upset to leave. Like, it's been making me more and more sad the more I think about it. Like, I'm so sad to leave my housemates and I can't believe this is over. Um, And like, we kind of have to go into real adult life. But I think it almost kind of like reminds me of how I, not how I felt as in like I was sad, but like the uni stress. Like, you know when sometimes you just feel like you need a change of environment, which is so bittersweet because I feel like, okay, I need to change it up. I need to get on with what I wanted to do with my life now because the time's here but I'm also like, ah, oh, I don't want to like step into reality, but I'm also like absolutely gagging for a change of scenery and like the next chapter. Anyway, I was talking about how I don't want to constantly be relying on the next thing, don't I? And I'm saying now like, oh, the break will be Bali. Like I'll start working it, start working on it in Bali. But I do think that's just realistic, not necessarily like I'll be happy when it's like, no, okay, I can actually take a break when, because you know, not everybody's privileged enough to just turn around and be like I finished uni let me take two weeks off like I didn't have like everyone keeps saying to me like how's no uni how's now being full-time it's like I don't know I've not had a minute to appreciate it yet because I'm working towards my break if you know what I mean so I don't think it's me waiting on Bali because I'm I'm aware it's coming, so I'm working hard. And I think that's just like resilience, really, isn't it? That's not toxic. I don't think that's necessarily hustle culture or me waiting for the next thing in my life to be happy. But I'm, well, I'm also scared that I'm potentially putting too much pressure on it. But then again, I'm in Bali with my best friends. Like, I can't not be happy. It's that thing I was talking about in um, changing the narrative. In I believe you can be happy in any situation, but it's just harder like it's gonna be so easy for me to be happy and read and take time and take a break when I'm with my two best friends in Bali in a completely different time zone to anyone I'd talk to here like it's easy it's easy to be happy so I've said it before but I want to form them slow living habits in that easy environment so that when I come home the habits have already kind of been built um we're 20 minutes in and I've not said someone, someone DM'd me and I actually really appreciate it. I can't remember if I've replied, but saying like, can you stop saying you've not said anything of substance? Because we don't, like, we enjoy listening to you for the chat as well as just like advice. So she was like, stop putting yourself down basically. And I was like, oh, thanks. (laughs) Okay, so what should we talk about first? I screenshotted some really um, interesting kind of facts Oh, I don't know if I have a screenshot of them. Okay, so someone was talking about how, um, I think I had a question that was like, how do you know if it's like burnout or just like, to, I can't remember the way she worded it, but it was basically like, what's the difference between like burnout and depression and something. So this said, we asked, well, when i oh sorry, dyslexic, when asked to identify the symptoms of burnout, of UK adults correctly identified the symptoms of burnout. While, I don't know how this adds up, while 68% mistakenly identified symptoms of anxiety. So I think that shows that like, there's a big correlation in the two. So working out kind of what's wrong with you, I think is important because burnout is kind of the cause of added up stress like over a long time so here's the phases of burnout okay the honeymoon phase so imagine we've just started like a new job okay the honeymoon phase like a honeymoon phase in a marriage this stage comes with energy and optimism whether it's starting a new job or tackling a new task it's common to experience satisfaction that leads to periods of productivity and the ability to tap into your creative side I have never read so well in my life. Do you know what's really weird? So I was listening to a podcast the other day, which I think I'm going to reference a bit later, and I'm pretty sure I referenced it in last week's podcast. I think it's really good. You should all go and listen to it. It's I'm going to get his last name, actually. Bear with me while I go on Spotify. So it's a Diary of a CEO episode, and I know it's called How to Find the Most Like Fulfillment at Work. But I can't remember his name. It's Matt something or other. Diary of a CEO... Um i know it's marcus marcus buckingham how to find ultimate fulfillment at work um and he right has said he had a stammer obviously i don't have a stammer until the age of 12 no he said he couldn't even say his name until the age of 12 and then one time he had to do public speaking and he like basically just absolutely bossed it and like read the paragraph in church in front of his school didn't stammer once did not even like make a fault And then he said for the rest of his life, whenever he was talking to people, he pretended he was public speaking. I feel like mine's the same. I feel like, obviously, if you don't know, I'm dyslexic. I really, really struggle reading in front of people. I really struggle like reading a series of letters or reading a series of numbers, like number plates. It takes me like a good 10 seconds to say the numbers and letters on a number plate. But whenever I'm alone and I'm reading, I try and read my book out loud whenever I start reading sometimes or whenever I notice myself getting lost so that I have to focus on it because otherwise I'm sure some of you agree like you'll be reading but you start like thinking about something else and then you realize you don't you haven't really taken in what it is you're reading or maybe that is a symptom of dyslexia I don't know but when that happens to me I read out loud so I can focus on what I'm reading um, and I never stutter and like that I'm in my room by myself and I've not even messed up I don't know I just think that's funny I think a lot of my like dyslexia, when it comes to reading, comes through when I'm in front of other people. Almost as like a nervous thing that I'm going to mess up. And then I do. I don't know, it really would. And then it's the onset of a stress phase. Eventually, the honeymoon phase dwindled. Now I'm like, now I'm thinking about it. Now it's almost like I'm in front of people and I'm going to mess up. And you begin to experience stress. Not every second of your day is stressful, but there are more frequent times when stress takes over. At this, at this stage begins... What? As this stage begins, take notice of any physical or mental signs. You may start to lose focus more easily or be less productive when it comes to completing tasks. Physically, fatigue can start to set in, making it more difficult to sleep or enjoy activities outside of work. This, so basically this is when we start getting stressed. And then there's three more stages kind of like after this. So I feel like everyone has obviously been onto the like onset of stress phase whenever you've got a deadline coming up or whatever, like that. You start to lose focus and stuff. Like I think that's really bad with me, and I don't think TikTok helps. My attention span is so bad. Have you ever come across them TikTok videos where it's like, "Hello, today we're going to work on fixing your attention span. I need you to watch through the whole of this video without, and then they have a massive pause, looking through the comments." Da 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 so that like you keep watching the video and even though there's nothing like um, that entertaining happening and it's not that engaging, they're like trying to teach us how to like expand our attention span so that we can watch a video even if there's nothing that crazy going on because we're not looking for that like dopamine, like quick rush kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Um, And I was like, oh my God, I'm so bad at this. And I was like, I can just scroll away and no one will know, you know? But I was like, well, I don't want to. That's the whole point of this fucking video um at the end of it he's like well done but I bet you didn't notice that my hoodie changed color and I was like what the fuck and then I watched it back through and I was like bro this is so bad but yeah I feel like that's what I need to cure as well which is why I need to start like reading more coming off my phone like living slower like being able to sit there for 10 minutes and just like drink a cup of coffee and like not have to engage in conversation with anyone not have to go on my phone not have to do anything like just be able to sit because I feel like one of the last stages is habitual burnout phase. I feel like from being there again and again and again, and like I said, stupid social medias and stuff, like my attention span is just... I can't concentrate on anything. Anyway, chronic stress phase. You'll reach a point where the stress has become more persistent or chronic. As the pressure mounts, the stress is likely to consistently affect your work. Examples, examples include feeling of... What is Apathy not completing work on time being late for work or procrastinating during tasks socially you may withdraw from normal work related conversations in other cases you may become angry or lash out on co-workers sorry mum whenever my mum asks me about my work i'm just like yeah i'm not good at it um (laughs) sometimes these feelings follow you home and can affect your relationship with your friends and family yeah i'm a moody bitch the burnout phase this phase is when you reach your limit and can no longer function as you normally would problems at work begin to consume you to the point where you obsess over them at times you may also feel numb and experience extreme self-doubt physically symptoms will become intense leading to chronic headaches stomach issues finding our friends and family members may also notice behavioral changes not to be dramatic but i feel like this burnout phase is me and i don't want to like wrongly diagnose myself with like burnout not that it's like a I don't know not that it's like a disease or like a I don't know I don't know if saying diagnosed is the wrong word so I'm sorry if it is but I really do feel like that is me and then so the last one habitual burnout phase if left untreated burnout can become part of your everyday life and eventually lead to anxiety or depression you can also begin to experience chronic mental and physical fatigues that prevent you from working your job status may be put in jeopardy if you continue on this path so I am disgustingly, constantly tired. Like, when I say tired, I mean, like, at any point of the day, I could fall asleep for, like, 12 hours. Like, I, I've i been to the doctors about it. I've, like, done loads. And just reading that then, I'm like, well, maybe I actually really do need to take a step back. And, like, that self-doubt, like, maybe this burnout is why I put so much of my self-worth on my productivity is because maybe I've been stuck in that chronic stress and like burnout phase leading to that habitual like again and again and again. So then I find it hard to be productive. So then I put my worth on my productive because I have this also weird stress of me not f- filling my potential. And I do honestly feel like that's really something I need to sort out because I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> I really do think that, I, that could lead me into a crazy circle. And like I said, I'm so self aware. I'm very, very aware of that. But for the last three years, yeah, I could have, I definitely, definitely could have handled it better when I was in the moment. But I'm, I had a better help call the other day, right? I'll just be honest. I want better help to sponsor the podcast. So I'm working with them on my YouTube, but obviously I wanted to try it first. I'm not going to go talking to people about therapy before I've even bloody tried it. And I actually really, really enjoy the way the app works. But I had my first um, therapy call. And she was saying, like, okay, you put a lot of worth on your productivity and your self-worth. And she was like, but look where that's got you so far. Like, that's a good thing. Like, you have just finished uni. Like, you've always done well in school. You think you're going to do well in uni. Like, that's a good thing. And sometimes you have to push through these things. Which is actually quite nice to hear a therapist say, like, sometimes you have to push through these things. I know nobody really likes Piers Morgan, right? Right so don't cancel me. But he did a Diary of a CEO episode and he was talking about how we um, kind of, no one has that like resilience for work anymore. And we kind of just are like, I don't know, he was basically calling us snowflakes and being like, as soon as someone's a bit stressed at work, we're like, oh, it's okay. Like have a week off and like whatever. And he's like, there's a, I feel like we've lost the value of like, Resilience, um, being able to finish a task and stuff. So it was actually really nice to hear a therapist say like, "But like it served you well so far." Like I know you're saying it's a problem, but it served you well so far. But then she was like, "But I do obviously agree. It can't carry on." But she was like, "Don't think of it so much as an awful, awful thing. It's like valued you so far, like carried value in your life so far." Um, I don't know. I just thought that was a nice thing to hear anyway. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's true." So even if I have been like burnt out and like thingy thing consistently like that part is over now and it's okay that it has because it's like served me well but now I need to get over it basically um so I just wanted to talk about some of the symptoms just because I want people to like be able to recognize if they're actually reaching a stage of like burnout a little bit or if they're just stressed and I don't want people okay please don't come for me if you're like gonna mess with me and be like you're not burnt out, you're just stressed or whatever. Like I'm not sitting here like saying I'm definitely, definitely burnt out. Like if it, burnout can be seen as like quite a serious like condition. Um, Like the last one says habitual leads to like anxiety and depression. I definitely don't have like diagnosed anxiety or depression. I definitely don't have like depression. I've been like strangely anxious recently about some stuff, but I don't know what that is. I think that's just like a normal uni stress or whatever. I don't know but common signs of burnout feeling tired or drained most of the time feeling helpless trapped or defeated feeling detached or alone in the world so like detaching yourself from like even work or your friends or your family having a cynical or negative outlook self-doubt procrastinating and taking longer to get things done feeling overwhelmed and then there's some physical symptoms Feeling tired, like we've just said, having difficulty sleeping, like waking up or not being able to get to sleep, experiencing a change in appetite, dealing with headaches and muscle pains, and then they've said emotional symptoms, like I've just kind of said, lacking motivation, self-doubt, failure or loneliness, an overall feeling of dissatisfaction. I get that completely, behavioral symptoms, social isolation, not performing your responsibilities and work-related anger outbursts and obviously the thing with symptoms is right, if you really feel like oh a few of them were me but I didn't have all of them, I don't want to say I've got burnout, like you're allowed to just be like oh I think I'm a bit burnout, like don't take it so seriously, I'm just kind of like saying it to cover my own back because I can't be asked for anyone to be like no you don't, but you don't have to be like the thing is with any symptoms like of any even like illness you don't tick off every single symptom so if you've got a few of them I'm going to talk now about kind of what you can do I highly suggest and even if you're just a bit stressed like I highly suggest following some of the things I'm going to do but if you do think like you're actually reaching a point of burnout like I really want you to try and like take care of yourself so this says 48% of UK workers feel more prone to extreme levels of stress compared to a year ago which is just crazy, I think, would help. But I'm gonna actually read you like some actual proper advice. <laughs> so, obviously, preventing early recognition of burnout and related kind of like signs is really, really helpful to know that like, you actually might be verging on burnout, not stre- um, just stress. And this says self denial can obviously occur. So, really trying to like reflect. So, this says this cultivate the ability to self reflect, attend to your own needs. Realign your goals and expectations for yourself evaluate a typical weekly schedule and reduce or eliminate unnecessary items so having that ability to like reflect and be like oh actually i've not really been able to sleep um that well recently or like i don't if you're quite a morning person i don't have that spring in my step when i get out of bed or like I'm a bit unfocused or distracted at work or like I've snapped at someone, I've snapped at my friend, my boyfriend, my mom, my dad the other day. I'm not normally like that. Maybe you're actually verging on like a little bit of burnout, not just like stressed. Um, I think that's a really nice one. Um, typical weekly schedule and reduce or eliminate unnecessary items. So trying to get rid of the tasks in your week that you can kind of obviously afford to get rid of and eliminate that aren't serving you. So, I don't know, something simple like say you normally see that friend who doesn't really serve you and they always have something negative to say or whatever. Try and start to say no um, and fill that time with something that's going to serve you and calm you and give you that nice work-life balance that you want. I think adding something that you really enjoy into your routine is, like, crucial. Complete a periodic assessment and realignment of goals, skills and work passions. So, I think that's worded a bit, like smart (laughs) just kind of really have a look at your goals again and your passions again so in this podcast that i was talking about with marcus um he talks about red threads in work and he says how to find ultimate fulfillment in work i guess these podcasts kind of go hand in hand he was saying that you need to find like the red threads. so he he said like often people are in the right job but they're giving too much of their time to things they're not good at. If you've listened to last week's podcast or if you've listened to that podcast, he talks about how you can be good at things you hate, basically. So he said, if you're doing too many things that like you're good at but you hate, that's a weakness. Even if you're good at it, you hate it, that's a weakness. So sometimes people feel too much of their work days with that. So trying to realign the way you work and finding more of the red threads, which is things you love in your work, things that are strengths in your work, Obviously, things you're, like, good at as well. But if you're good at them and you don't like them, forget it. That's not a red thread. Um, He talks about a love and a loathe list, like, throughout the week when you're working. Write down things that you loathed and write down things that you loved. And then... If there's too many things on that loaf side, try and focus on the things you love about the job and do more of them. Because the thing is, if you're doing more of them, you're probably going to do more of them and you're going to do better as well because you're actually focusing on something you love. So then you're actually going to perform better at work, and benefits might actually come from that, from just focusing on things you love. So I think that's what that's trying to say like, kind of realign and reevaluate your goals to your passions and things that you love obviously it sounds like easier said than done sometimes you feel like if you're in a job you need to do whatever but like i said within a few weeks even if you're just focusing on things that you love doing within that job i think you'll be surprised almost at how much like immediately better you are at that job and how much more you're enjoying it as well which i think shows completely um exercise regularly i feel like that's a given um exercise doing things you enjoy though like I really wanna start getting into some more group fitness, especially like right now, this second, because I'm finding it hard to like get up and go to the gym by myself. I'm finding it hard to find that enjoyment in it. So I'm kind of not doing it like I am, but yeah, I don't know, I really enjoy group fitness. So I'm like, I should start leaning into that a bit more, finding something you enjoy, even if that's exercising regularly. I really, really, really wanna start getting up right, first thing in the morning and going on a walk. Cause I feel like that would help me so much, um, cause I like exercising in the morning, cause I'm like, whoa, and it like gets me ready. But sometimes I can't get to the gym, so then I don't. But like going on a walk, I feel like it's really beneficial. Um, or like group activities or sports. I like just find something that you like. Um, eat a well balanced, healthy diet. Obviously, again, that's a given. Meal prepping if you're stressed, so that you have that time, so that you're definitely eating good foods rather than just like getting ready meals for dinner or lunch or even breakfast, like. Meal prepping is really, really helpful and it doesn't have to be meal prep like chicken, rice, like just making two of whatever you make. So you've got one for tomorrow, I think helps me so much. I speak about it so much. Get enough sleep. I think as well, I always think eight hours of sleep. So I'm like, OK, 11 till 7. But actually start trying to switch off at like even half 10, half an hour earlier because it will take you... X amount of time to get to sleep. And then when you're asleep, you actually spend like an hour of that, like awake and tossing and turning. Because I used to wear a Fitbit. So whenever I thought I'd got eight hours of sleep, I'd actually got like six and a half because I'd allowed eight hours to sleep. But it took me however long to fall asleep. And then within the night, tossing, turning, waking up, like doing, I actually only got like six hours of sleep. So I was like getting six and a half hours of sleep when I thought I was getting eight. So taking that time to switch off beforehand, I think is really important. Reading before bed. Honestly, I know it sounds like silly, but we'll send you straight to sleep because having that screen to your face until the moment you fall asleep, I notice it so much. I can't sleep for like an hour. If I read for literally 10, five minutes, I'll fall asleep straight away. It's so bizarre. Obviously it's different for everyone as well, but... So this says include daily enjoyable timeouts, such as yoga, a hobby, or meditation. And this is kind of what I was saying before, because then you eliminate... Obviously this is how to prevent it. Then you eliminate that need for like a break because you feel like you're actually taking breaks in your everyday routine, which is something... I think I think I think I do but I don't like I think I'm taking breaks by I don't know going on a walk or like reading or like I said like sometimes reading when I'm reading I'm not actually like I'm not focused and I have to start reading aloud like having that time to actually switch off during the day is really important and doesn't even have to be for like an hour like half an hour 15 minutes 20 minutes whatever you've got like a meditation at your desk in between starting a new task I think could be so beneficial and I feel like this all sounds really um what's the word like flouncy do you know what I mean uh like kind of idealistic but I dare you to give it a go all right like next time you have to say you've finished a paragraph of your essay or a slide of your research or your task at work or you've done three tasks on your to-do list take five minutes to sit back put a headspace meditation on for five minutes like a reset one breathe i feel like you'll go into it honestly so different it's something i really want to try um build up your professional and personal support system dedicated family time meeting with mentors to discuss setbacks time management strategies and other perceived barriers and then this says develop re- um, resilience as well which i think is really important because i think if you don't have that i think that is what i'm blessed with i'm blessed with that resilience to push through like yeah it does send me to a burnout but i also i know i i know how far i can push myself like i know i might feel a bit like oh these next 10 days but like i know i can do it like i know i can show up and work that hard and not be i know i won't be like burnt out at these last 10 days like i'm very aware i need a break but I'm not going to finish these next 10 days like I did a few months ago with like health problems, hair falling out, whatever. Like I now know how to manage that stress and be like resilient in the meantime while I wait for that break. Um, How do you develop resilience? And the one before I think is just like uh, making time with people you love, like making sure you have that support system around you, like knowing it's okay to ask for help. So this is a link on how to develop resilience, but It's a screenshot, so I'm not sure how... um, How would you develop resilience? I feel like it's putting them things into practice in the meantime. um, And almost maybe probably looking at the bigger picture. Um, Yeah, I feel like looking at the bigger picture is good for resilience. And like discipline. Routine is probably really good for resilience. Anyway, so I just screenshotted this one sentence because it really... um, like kind of resonated with what I was saying about the podcast so it says are there ways to reshape your job in order to gain more control or to focus on the most fulfilling tasks because I feel like if you're working super super hard but you're working on something you really really love or you're passionate about or feels fulfilling which is almost like me these next 10 days like I've got podcast episodes to film and YouTube videos to film like it's no longer draining uni work it's stuff that I want to do so I'm okay with doing it like doing work that's fulfilling is less likely to lead you to burn out because well, it's fulfilling you enjoy it so you're not going to get burnt out from something you enjoy so being able to see if there's ways you can even just kind of like reframe it or kind of just like change the narrative a little bit about what you're doing um even if it's a bit fake to begin with we all know i'm a big believer in affirmations not like i am loved i am worthy because i don't actively do that but affirmation kind of just like if you keep telling yourself something you're going to believe it like okay, I don't like this job now, but in X amount of time, I'm gonna be doing this and it's gonna be worth it. Or like, I have to do this one task I don't like, and then I get to do this. Like, just trying to change the narrative about what you're doing is probably gonna be really helpful for that. And then I screenshot this little quote right before we get onto the questions. It said, live with mindfulness. This was like 10 ways to avoid burnout from like the 13 busiest people in the world. Um, so it says, personally, I find the best way to avoid burnout is to have an ongoing focus on mindfulness rather than only when on breaks and, vac- and vacations. Find ways to detach during the week in a way that works for you. Yoga and exercise work for some while meditation works for others. Being mindful in those moments. Try and take consistent mini breaks throughout the week to detach and recenter. And this I couldn't agree with more. I know I'm sitting and saying Bali, 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 um... But this is what I wish I did like during uni properly like when I was in the gym exercising properly trying to be mindful like being mindful is something I really want to try and work on and I'll do an episode once I've kind of figured it out a bit more like being in the moment and focusing on what you're doing not going to the gym and thinking about your essay or not going on a walk and thinking about what you have to do when you get back because that's how you don't have that break and you know what? I think it could be a rather difficult thing to master. As I said, I've not yet and I am trying. I don't think it's easy. I don't think anything to do with self-help and self-development is easy. But I think it's probably worth it. So, we'll get onto some questions. How to prioritise yourself when doing so affects others, e.g. having to call into work sick. Um, I've put this question in, not because I've got a great piece of advice, but because I've got a great book. The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck... (laughs) you should give it a read. She talks about how to kind of put yourself first and has like a little criteria on how to do so. Like, is it going to benefit you? Yes, okay. Is it going to affect someone else? So like you said, cancelling a plan with someone else? Yeah. Are they gonna, I can't remember what the third one is, but it's kind of along the lines of like, is it gonna like negatively, affect their emotions like are you being mean like she was like some events you have to go to like your sister's baby shower you might not want to but you kind of have to suck it up but if it's like you don't you're not giving to someone's like charity marathon who you don't know I've not read like I've read the book years ago like you'll have to excuse me for not getting it completely right but she basically has this criteria on about how to put yourself first when it affects other people and kind of like three questions to ask yourself kind of like before you do it so I wanted to answer that question just because I wanted to point you all towards that book because it's actually really good. I never actually finished it. I'm pretty sure I had like 60 pages left of it. I always do that with the books. But um, yeah, it was really, really good. What to do when I know and can see it happening but my deadlines are literally forcing it. So I wanted to put this in because even though I have mentioned it now, I just kind of want to, wanted to reiterate what my kind of like therapist had said. So like, okay, but it served you well so far. She was like, sometimes you do need to push through. So it's a good thing that like you did and that you have that kind of personality trait to work hard and like, I don't know, put productivity down to like your worth because sometimes it like does you well. Um, I think do kind of the things I'd said earlier about preventing it because I think they can also help solve it. Like exercise, being mindful, eating well, sleeping well making sure you're taking care of yourself in the meantime but also knowing that like looking at the bigger picture having that bit of resilience and being like okay fuck it i don't like i know i'm losing concentration and i know i'm doing this but like i'm not going to give up on my deadline two weeks before it's due i'm going to take care of myself in the meantime and do what i can and know that once it's done if i feel like i need it i can have that break like um that quote said like living with mindfulness like adding them breaks into your weeks and your days, not waiting on like a three-day break or a four-day or a week break. Once it's done, trying to put them things into practice in the meantime is really, really going to help you. And then looking at that bigger picture, like, okay, it's nearly done. Sometimes you do just need to force through it. Like, you'd be annoyed at yourself if you were, if you like took 4 days self-care and you actually only have like five days left to your deadline. Like, yeah, you might feel better. But once it's done, you might think, I wish I just had put little things into place. So I felt better and finished it. I don't know if people will be like, that's bad advice. Like you should tell people to look after themselves. I'm like, yeah, but I also do really believe in like resilience. Like I have forced my way through many, many deadlines, not feeling good. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I've tried to look after myself in the meantime, but in the bigger picture, I would, I'm glad I was resilient in the time and then looked after myself even more afterwards. I never completely neglected myself because I think that is super, super counterproductive because then I think you'll produce awful work and you'll make yourself feel worse. Like looking after yourself in the meantime, but not giving it your everything. Cause you've got stuff to do. I think that's okay to, I think that's good advice. When was the time you felt burnt out? So I screenshot all these questions and then I realized that I've answered them all in the podcast. The one extreme time that comes to mind, like, recently, like I said, is that deadline in um, December. And it was completely self-inflicted as well. Um, Just biting off more than I can chew. I've realised how much in uni that really, really affects me. Um, So, like I said, I was trying to take care of myself in the meantime. But it was quite hard, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just really was not in a good place. It was awful. Um, But... Then I had like a I I kind of looked at the bigger picture. I just bust through the last week and then had this week, this like magical week after in like January and just made this promise to myself that that was never gonna happen again and I've kept it. I just did my last ever uni deadline and didn't even bat a tear, did not even bat an eyelid. Like I was fine because I had learned and I knew how to deal with it going forward. I knew how to implement then things into my life. I still feel like, don't get me wrong, I'm a bit burnt out, like I said, in terms of focus, creativity, motivation, sleep, like lack of, like a bit of self-doubt in my work. Like, I feel like I do need to take an actual step back um, for a minute or two while I learn to live mindfully in the meantime. But that was like a really, yeah, that was the one time in my life I was like, okay, fucking, you actually need to chill the fuck out. And I, like I said, I genuinely made a promise to myself that I was like, never, ever again. I put it on my private Snapchat story. Uh, it was like a picture of me crying in November saying, does life have a pause button? Um, and like, no, seriously, I need more hours in the day. Crying my eyes out. And then it was like me in January, like skin glowing, skin completely cleared up. And I was like, "I, I this is my <laughs> vow to myself right now that that's never happening again. And it hasn't so far, so pat on the back. I feel like i'm constantly in a state of burnout even when i'm looking after myself not overworking and i have no idea why so i feel like this is kind of me which is why i wanted to touch on it and i think maybe you're in the position where you think you're switching off and you think you're not overworking but maybe you are like maybe you were like me and you're always trying to work in place you're always trying to like do work on your bed so you're in a really nice environment and you've got like friends on the tv and you're typing away But that's actually, I think, really counterproductive and actually quite bad for like your like mental well-being because then like you're working in your relaxing space. So whenever you come back to your relaxing space, you're never actually like that relaxed. Um, And then you never feel like you're working. So you don't have that sense of like satisfaction of like finishing work and getting in bed or just like finishing work and be like, that was a really good few hours work. And then you can't relax because you're constantly trying to do both. Obviously, I don't know you. But I feel like that in itself can lead to a form of burnout because you don't have that work-life balance. You're trying to do both at the same time, which isn't a balance. To me, that was a nice balance. That's not a balance, that's the opposite. Because like, then you're constantly always doing both at the same time, which, yeah, just isn't balance. Balance is two hours of work, one hour of play, or two hours of play. But four hours of both gives you no satisfaction of either. So maybe take a look if you're doing something like that. Or maybe you're just not relaxing properly. Like maybe you've always got something on your mind. How did you manage work, uni, keeping fit, socialising without burning out? I didn't. Um, Like I said, obviously I've learned. And that list of things I gave a while ago in the podcast is how. Eating well, exercising, time for myself, trying to put in time where I'm actually working and actually not. But yeah, don't get it twisted. I I didn't. I definitely, at times, bit off way more than I could chew. Even now, sometimes I go to say yes to a job and then I have to text my manager back and be like, sorry, like, no, actually, I can't do that. Like, yeah, I could, but I'll stress myself out. And to me, that money or that job isn't worth it because I don't want to go back to feeling like that way or just like stress myself out anymore I don't think me being stressed is worth whatever the job is I prioritize jobs and I prioritize work and if I don't think it's worth it now I really try not to do it which is hard sometimes to turn down like work and money if you think that you can fit it in but like I said I think I've given up almost on not given up on this extravagant life like there's still so much I want to achieve and so much I want to do but like I've tried to realize that for me that extra money that extra like mark in uni that extra bit of like validation is important for me to say no to because then I'm also detaching that like productivity like self-worth like little bond that's going on um so yeah prioritizing things and doing that list of things I said to kind of prevent burnout earlier is kind of how I've done it planning helped me a lot like organizing what I'm doing with my time but yeah I definitely have burnt out a few times (laughs) How do I recognise that I'm burning myself out? I just seem to be go, 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 go all the time. Um, Obviously, the things I said earlier, recognising it, doing a bit of reflection. Are you doing some of the symptoms I talked about earlier? Snapping at friends and family, losing motivation, being distracted a lot more, not being able to focus, um, not being able to get to sleep or waking up a lot, like all of them symptoms and stuff I talked about earlier. How to reset after uni slash classes and prepare for summer. So this is the last one I'm going to talk about because I just thought it was a nice thing to end on because that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, Once I finish this big bulk of work that I have to do, um, I'm just going to try and realign my priorities, have a look at what my goals are, have a look at what fulfills me and try and just find what sparks that motivation and inspiration in me. I'm just going to go off and try and find myself. No, no. I know myself very well, so I know what that is. But um, taking time to journal, to meditate, to try new workout classes, to just work out for the fun of it and stuff like that. Like, I'm gonna try and reset by taking a bit of a break. Um, Obviously not, because I'm like, I'm also gonna be working, but taking a bit of a break. Like for me, I feel like a two day li- nice little moment will be fine and work won't feel like work because I'm just showing you guys me resetting and having fun it's not necessarily like laborious work is it um so yeah i'm just gonna have a break try and realign my goals and my priorities have fun like i just want to have fun and let my hair down that is a massive one um and yeah that's what i'm gonna be doing okay so obviously we're gonna end this is the longest episode we've done and i was scared that i wouldn't be able to talk too much on this topic that's always the way um our journal prompt is kind of like a two-parter so obviously it's going to relate to burnout so if you don't feel burnt out and you don't feel stressed one wow I feel like there's always something I'm stressed about but two obviously if this doesn't apply to you don't feel like you have to do it what situations or people feel stressful right now and then what aspects of these situations or people do we have the power to change or do you have the power to change because this is helpful to see narrow down what is stressing you and like that, like what you actually have the ability to change because sometimes you don't. Um, and if that doesn't apply to you, try the love or loathe list. I'm not taking any credit for this, but just going through the week, seeing what you love about work and what you loathed about work. And then the mindful moment for that can be to go ahead and work more and then things you loved. And then I also wanted to have a nice little mindful moment of any time you see yourself getting stressed or you need a break, try and do like a little five minute meditation at your desk or wherever it is that you are. Um, I could talk about mindful moments forever in this, like try and actually be a bit mindful when you go on a walk or to the gym and try and actually properly switch off. But let's do it whenever you feel a bit overwhelmed or feel a bit stressed or feel you needed a reset. Rather than grabbing your phone and having a coffee and scrolling on TikTok, try and actually empty your mind and try and actually do like a little meditation moment. And that is all I have today. I can't believe that podcast was an hour long. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I hope when I film the hustle culture one, they don't turn out too similar, but I don't think they will because I've got a different angle I wanna take with the hustle culture one anyway. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you have a lovely week coming up wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And I want you all to message me on Instagram and tell me one good thing that's going to happen this week and we'll manifest a great week. I love you all so much and I will see you next week. Bye.